0: My name is Kyle Hastings, and I will be sharing stories and talking with everyday people who will encourage, will inspire, and will motivate. Throughout my journey of life, I have been very lucky to meet many beautiful people with amazing stories of transformation and growth. Inspirate is here to bring out the best of you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the intrepid podcast. This is our first show. I'm very very excited about this, but I'm also very nervous. A few things that I'm not, I'm not a professional sound engineer, so you're going to get some uh, some maybe a technical glitch here or there, but it's going to be amusing. We're going to make the best of it. This is the first show, so I'm a little nervous. Uh, just finished wrapping up our show opening some show recordings. But we've had a great, great buildup to this. We got a fantastic first sponsor, which is amazing, Dr. Christopher Vittori, a Vittori foot and ankle specialist located in Homer Glen and in New Lenox. Dr. Vittori and Dr. Thakkar are dedicated to helping patients treat a wide range of foot and ankle issues. You could visit them at vittorifootclinic.com, V-I-T-T-O-R-I. FootClinic.com. Our first guest, Tracy Sullivan, a working professional, balancing a very demanding full-time job, demanding uh, hobbies, and she's a loved one to many. She has a very beautiful story, so let's get going. And so, what we are doing right now is we're recording. Let me take off this head that's that thing here, and that's it. So this is cool yeah
1: well thank you for inviting me
0: no this is great this is uh this is a lot this is a big step I think for both of us just to to share this and help other people that was the intention of me creating the inspirate podcast and wanted to bring you on as the first guest because we walked some miles together figuratively and literally uh in March and you've done just a tremendous job yourself I mean just kicking butt you know with your body transformation and or less why, you know, what is the why behind it? And um, share about yourself, you know, about why you made this, why you made this step. There's many people that are in the same shoes as Tracy Sullivan is, right? And you work uh, a very, very demanding job. You have very demanding extracurriculars that you do. You have a family, you have so much going on, but yet you made the decision to change yourself and not only have you made that decision, but you've sustained it over months, which is hard you know it 's a hard thing to do um, so introduce yourself you know i 'm going to do a little intro. Uh, they probably already heard it the way i 'm going to produce it, but this is our first podcast for the Inspirate Pod podcast it's meant to encourage, inspire and motivate, and you hit all three of those on the head. so welcome and thank you for being. My first guest.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, it, it has been quite a journey. And that's the interesting thing for me. We all at different times, I think of it as a roller coaster. Yeah. Your life continues and things twist and turn. Right. You have ups and downs. Right. And in the last year, um, I've lost almost 60 pounds. I've learned a lot about myself and what I did, but it really wasn't about the weight. It was about getting out of your own head and yeah. thinking about how you can do better, right. whatever better might be for an individual. Um it actually started in a conference room similar to where we're sitting now. Yeah. yeah. Um, sitting across the table from my friend Mike yeah. and um sharing a little protein bowl and he said something about a macro. Yeah. And I said, What's that mean? I said, I went to high school, a fabulous high school here in Providence out in the South Suburbs, but in the eighties they didn't teach us as athletes nutrition. We were going faster and getting stronger and right. doing the right things, but I had no idea what diet was. Right. So that was the first part of my transformation was really trying to focus on what I was eating, and COVID hit at the same time, so I went through my kitchen and I got rid of everything I started fresh, no pun intended, um, trying to eat the right things, right and weigh it. You know, yeah. the scale doesn't lie. Um, so that's how all well started in the spring of last year for me, and I'm grateful to have met friends like you to walk with along the way and talk with along the way. Um, a good friend of mine locally had challenged me to try her peloton bike. Yeah and Bernie oh, Yeah Bernie <laughs> and I didn't. Um, I didn't think I could do it. Right. Like, yeah, that's not for me. I can't do it.
0: When did you try that one? Was that that before this adventure started?
1: um, It was approximately the same time. I got the Peloton in October of 2020, and so right um, had it delivered and got on it, and it was hard. Yeah. You know, it wasn't what I expected at all. But the um, intensity of being able to do better and to compete as a former athlete and think about how you could do. Um, things that are good for yourself in the comfort of your own home when you might not have been comfortable right. going out as much made a big difference for me.
0: That's awesome. all right, so let's rewind a year and a half ago, two years ago today. Where were you where Where were you physically? Where were you psychologically? how, how you were big? I'm just gonna and I was big it, it is what it is I mean I'm, I'm not gonna t- yeah. tip tiptoe around sensitive topics. We're both big people. Yeah. And where were you at two years ago? If you close your eyes, you rewind. Where were you? Where were you in your head?
1: Honestly, I look at photos now and I don't recognize myself then. Yeah. Um, Because I I would laugh with friends telling them I felt like I was inflated. Right. We we were bigger people. Um, And I just never saw that. And I, I needed to figure out how to take better care of myself. Yeah. And it was amazing to me as I started to focus on. The psychology behind it and some of the mental games um, that we see every day of our lives that made a difference for me just to start reading more and to have some quiet time and to get better sleep and eat properly made all the difference. I mean, I knew how many steps it took to walk from my house to Dunkin' Donuts to get a large coffee and walk back the short way and the long way. And so I transformed the way that I spent my time. For people that have worked out, you know, it's a large time commitment. Right. you know Whether you're working at home and raising a family as people keep busy with their careers or travel, right. it's a commitment to find an hour or two every day to do something to yeah. keep yourself active. And I had forgotten how much time that takes. Yeah, And so it was a lot of studying for me, really, because I hadn't done weights in a long time. And our friend Jill helped um, both of us learn how to do that properly. Right. Um, and eating right and balancing and actually cooking more. Because living by myself, I didn't cook as yeah. much. And fast food was so convenient, but so horrible for right you. Um, so that's, that's
0: a year ago for me a year ago and why why did you why did you say I had I had enough what was you know you you live a pretty fast-paced lifestyle you've got fires burning all over it you have a tremendous amount of responsibility on your shoulders with what you do with your family with with your line of work everything you have a lot going on I've learned in this, in this process, everybody has that catalyst of the I had enough moment, the why, why am I living this, you know, the, the fire, uh, the, the match to throw on the fire, right, to, to explode it, maybe match to throw on the fuel. Um, but a year ago, I think you were just starting possibly or you were contemplating first starting the process year and a half ago, what was your why of you had enough that I don't want to live like this anymore? I I want to be in control. I want to be, I want to be, you know, more or less say healthy, but healthy comes in so many different definitions. What, why, what was your why? Why did you decide to, to, to start?
1: So in my early fifties, I realized I was doing everything for everybody else. Yeah, I was working, I was traveling to Springfield for work. I was following around all the children that I love and my friends, but I wasn't making time for me. And I wanted to get healthy because I know I'm blessed that my parents are still with us. And And how old are they? My parents are in their early 70s. That's awesome. And doing great.
0: And they're rock stars.
1: They are. They are. (laughs) That's great. You know, Um, and I want to be around to be their age and older and to spend more time with my friends and my family. And I just thought, you know what? I don't want to be taking medicines and worry about blood pressure and all those things, that yeah. come, especially as we get older. Yeah. And so at the timing of the pandemic actually was a blessing for me because it gave me time to focus on me and not have all the distractions I would have had of meeting friends out here or traveling down to do that and all these things. I had time to focus on myself and commit to myself that I was going to make a difference. And I really enjoyed getting competitive. And back to the day when I was an athlete once upon a time. So that was a lot of fun for me, and that really just pushed me to get healthier and take care of me. It wasn't about looking pretty or losing weight. It was about getting healthier and making sure that I can live every day as I can, as happy and healthy as possible. That's who I am.
0: With expertise in ankle sprains, bunion treatment, diabetic foot care, neuropathy, and more, the team at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist combines its professional experiences to deliver effective and targeted treatments. Located in Homer Glen, Illinois, in New Lenox, Illinois, you can visit them at vittorifootclinic.com. So we just had a quick sip, get our breath, right? And you said that you feel that you were um, telling someone else's story.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't even seem like it was me. It seems like when... I was heavier and less active, was a whole different person in a different life, in a different yeah. chapter, you know? I don't think going back that way is ever an option for those of us that have made a transformation and changed the way you do things, because yeah. it's not a diet. It's not a new gym that you go to. Right. It's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people have come up to me at work, and they see me, hadn't seen me because of the pandemic yeah. and well, and say, wow, what happened to your other half? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, um, it's it's just different. But um I'm proud of myself, which I don't right. usually compliment myself. I don't see it as much, but it's been a lot of fun to learn new things too. Yeah. Um I have a, a local friend who's a musician, Michael McDermott is fabulous and mentally that's helped me get out of my Michael
0: McDermott, mind. where could we find him? Is he
1: so, so Michael McDermott is a local guy in the South Suburbs. Okay, South North Suburbs Sanford Chicago. He, yeah, he's um a great musician, you can find him. He does stage at shows online and he does all sorts of he's got CDs out there all the time. but he also has kind of become like my musical Buddha, if you will. He's this guy who is interesting and shares his philosophies and always tells you to forget that monkey brain right to clear right. your own head and things that I never made time to do yeah. before. I was too busy, yeah, you know, so between getting healthier, eating right listening to him and his friends and just become at this great community reaching right. out to people like you and your beautiful wife I mean we've done a lot of steps together but yeah. it wasn't the exercise it was right. growth and I think that's that's the success of it all is that we um, help each other support each other right because there have been some tough days too I mean the yeah. scale doesn't always move the direction you want it to no. no matter what you do
0: right you brought up me you said me I gotta work on me and that is a, something that I've heard a lot of specifically from my wife, from myself, from other people that we've known. We've, there's a lot of people that have made some big transformations in the last, say, 12 months and huge transformations. Now, you working on me, that, that phrase, you have to fix me first. You're a mother to many, right? You take care of many people. Sarah takes care of many people it's almost a maternal instinct of you worry about others before you worry about yourself. When, when do that come to light of saying, Hey, I got to put this on pause and I got to, I got to fix the foundation before I can build a house, a stronger house on it. When did that come into a, uh, you know, to the focus to you?
1: I was just having a very honest conversation with a friend over lunch. Over... Come, I'm going to have you come Sorry. up. There
0: you go. Just Can you hear a... me better? Yeah, me. perfect
1: Sorry. now. So um, having a bone bowl over lunch, just yeah. talking about protein. and, um, it
0: and That did... was with Mike. That was with Mike. Now, Mike's my brother, and I'll talk about that, about him in a little bit, of where he falls in the story.
1: Yeah, we were sitting across having lunch and having a yeah. conversation, and it, it wasn't, hey, you should try this or anything. Yeah. It was just a very natural. And I went home, and I bought a book. And I learned a little bit more and I asked him questions and he was always so generous to answer them. Right. Because I felt ridiculous asking questions about nutrition. I mean, we're in our 50s. We should know this stuff, right? Right. But I didn't. Right. And so it was some new learning opportunity for me to focus on me. And everybody's body responds differently, I think. And so whether you're working out and you're doing cardio or you're doing weights and what you're eating, you have to find your own formula. You have to find what works for you for time management and for what you eat. And so talking to the right people and working with our common friend Jill to learn right. and to implement it and do it. Right. You just have to do it. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's no way around it. Yeah. If you want to be successful, you have to do the work. Right. And we're, that's when it all started.
0: We're going to have Jill on in a little, in a little while. And the next podcast, I believe it will be with Jill and B3 Fitness and... And I'd like to her, know her why, because she's got a very unique story as well, just like we all do on how we got to where we're at and why we do what we do and why we made the decision to make a transformation. Uh, her, She's got a fantastic story as well. I mean, there's, there's dozens that we've interacted with in this time that have these stories. But what makes it unique for you as an individual is wh- where your background's coming from and how much you have going on, where... You've made you made the decision. I need to work on me now. It's enough. And COVID brought that to light. You know, we had a lot of time to to really reflect on what what are the important values of life. And
1: I had nobody in my condo except for me. I was by myself. That's a pretty scary thing. Yeah, you know, to rattle around in your own brain and figure out what you're going to do. And I just, right, I have a big flip chart. That's a big post it note. Yeah, and I had measurements and weights, and I have it all listed there so I could be accountable yeah, to myself. Right because you don't have anybody looking over your shoulder when you live yeah. alone, you right. know? And you need to get out there and walk no matter what the weather is, or get to the gym no matter how hot or cold it was, um, and to make myself accountable, and that was huge. But that's where COVID became a blessing for me because I did it. I committed to being able to do it, to wanting to do it, to shop, to meal prep, to do all those things mm-hmm. I had heard about from everybody else, but I'd never tried it before, and it worked. It's um, awesome. It's 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 a lot of fun to walk with people. So I, t- if somebody wants to go out and do something, I say let's do a walk and talk, you know. And it's not going out for drinks anymore. I don't really do yeah. that as much, yeah. you know. And part of that is our community and COVID probably. But when I do go out, I eat. You know, people say, "Oh, you you can't eat that." I said, "I can eat whatever I want to eat."
0: That drives me up. Well, I get that all the time too. It's like, and I totally respect their the our, our friends or, or whoever we're, we're going out with that they that they're concerned that they don't want to to choose any or attempt with any type of bad choices or you know it's but it's also a point where once you've learned what to eat and go to any restaurant and I'm making choices you know I'm not eating for pleasure I'm eating to fuel a car I want the best fuel in this car and I'm going to Pick and choose what I can eat, what I can not eat, and I can go to any restaurant. There's options. There's options everywhere. I mean, you can go to one of the fast food spots and there's options. Not a lot of them, but there's a few.
1: And then we know with the tools that we have, I call them the tools in our toolbox. Right, right. You know what you can eat, what you can't eat, how much harder you might have to work if you made that choice. It's not coincidence. It's not a game. It's a decision. right. You know, it, and, and that's fine. So when I go out with friends and like, Oh, are you going to have something to eat? And can you eat here? Or should we go there? I'm like, pick where you want to go. Let's right. go. Yeah. But I don't do it as much as I used yeah. to. As you said, I'm a very socially active person. I have a very busy career. I'm blessed with a wonderful, wonderful local family. And I spend time with everybody that I can. So yeah. my neighbors laugh when they see me coming in. So you still live here, huh? Cause I'm never at home. Right. Well, through COVID I was at home. Yeah. And I started cooking, doing things differently. Um, it just—it was an interesting experiment, and it was successful. and yeah. that was just the way I live. It's what I do.
0: Right. So, Joe will be going over the macro, the macro principles. That's what we've both done, where more or less you log your food and you you monitor how many carbohydrates, proteins, and fats you eat, based on your—it's called the uh, basal metabolic rate—and. Uh, for everybody's body types and your career type, it's it's based off an equation. You can find it online. The link online, I'll just type in, I believe it's the basal metabolic rate. And you could see what your body actually needs to gain weight, lose weight, maintain weight based off of your activity level. And that's pretty much what we did. We, we both did that. We learned about it. What did you do prior to this past, say, last 12 months? What fads? What... You know it being for myself being a bigger guy, I've tried it all. I've I've tried the 16 hour fasting, I've tried juicing, I've tried, um, you know, Atkins, um, keto you name it, I gave it a whirl. And they were always such big, fantastic, re- immediate results of like, wow, I lost this amount of weight, I missed that amount of weight, but is it sustainable? No, they're not. None of it's sustainable because eventually it, it, you get bored on it and it's not a lifestyle switch.
1: Oh, yeah. And if there was an appliance you could buy that you thought might make you healthier, like a Nutribullet or something, yeah. I'd buy it right yeah. away. And yeah. I'd use it for a while and then I have this whole list of appliances that I might try at some point. Um, but I did everything from you know um, Nutrisystem to Jenny Craig where yeah. they would make your meals and other places that had pre-made meals because I thought they have to be healthier because they're making them. Right. You know, they weren't and that wasn't something I would do forever. Yeah. Um, but with you know, changing up your menu and understanding what you can eat, you mix it up. You don't eat the same thing every day. That would right. be boring. Right. Now. You have to train your brain and change the way you live, Yeah. but we can make whatever we want and right. make it fit into our, our right. chemistry set. I mean, so I played, um, three or four sports all through grade school, high school, and into my freshman year in college. Um, and so I have an orthopedic leg so I've an artificial knee at an early age congratulations thank you um and it's fabulous (laughs) yeah um thank you Dr. Redondo and so I've had surgeries on tendons on knee on ankle all sorts of stuff because of athletics right I'm like what are those going to be like in 30 years God willing
2: yeah let's make
1: them as strong as you can as healthy make your body and your mind as lean and functional as it can be so whatever life curves at us down the road we can deal with it right you know and so that really was um Every diet, like you said, that you could try or some quick fix, it's not like that. And so as I have friends who are heavy or um, think they're heavy, right? and I tell them, start by drinking 100 ounces of water a day and get right. your steps. How many steps can you do? Start there, yeah. and then let's talk. Right. Because people say, oh, I want to do what you did. And I said, you realize that it took me months, right? Yeah. And it's consistency over months and making mistakes and learning from them. Yeah. There is no quick fix. Right. If it was, we'd all have been whatever our goal weight and um, size was Um, but it wasn't really about weight it's just about getting healthy and doing what we can to stay active yeah unfortunately in our community we have a lot of places where we can walk right Um, a lot of great trails through the neighborhoods and things you don't always have to be inside on a track Yeah. yeah that serves its purpose too
0: right the gratification of i want it now and i don't want to work for it that seems like that is the the plaque of society it's a media gratification you see it on social media a a simple you know post you'll see someone say what time is the grocery store open till today they'll put it on there and then they'll get responses back they'll get the attention back they won't uh what we you know what you would think you would do just call the store and say hey what time you're open till then you get the direct source people want things immediately they want a quick fix they want a quick answer. There's a, a term called effort that you have to put into it and will, you know, the why. Why do you want to do it and what is your burning? You know, what is your fire? What, why are you doing it? And if you can't, I don't think if you can answer that of your why. What is your why? And are, what are you willing to sacrifice to obtain your why? Mm-hmm. It's a tough, it's a tough question. A lot of people don't want to answer because it's, it's, a, it's a soul search that you dig deep. You dig deep for that. And the answer is not always pretty. It sucks. The answer sometimes flat out sucks.
1: And you're right, Kyle. You have to get, you have to understand how you got to where you were when you started before you can figure out where you're going to. Otherwise you're going to repeat past behaviors, whether they're emotional or physical or nutrition, and you're going to backpedal. So you have to understand where you were and how you got to your day one. And then just keep moving forward from there. Uh, One of my friends told me, they said, you know, every day when I leave for work in the morning, I take a selfie. And at first I thought, that's a little odd. And then I said, well, why do you take a selfie? She said, I want to see the progress. You know how people post pictures, yeah. and we've done it, and have seen people yeah. you know, post the pictures of their transformations. But um, people that are bashful or shy just want to know, do I really look like I've lost the weight in my face? Yeah. Have I changed? And look at it week, month, year down the road and be yeah. able to look back at it the thing i wish um and and thank you for doing this first of all because you know that you've been an inspiration to me along the way as as well as sarah and mike and others and bernie um and i couldn't have done any of this without my friends and family
2: yeah well Um, thank you i couldn't do it without you
1: i I wouldn't have done it and i couldn't have done it so thank you mike kyle sarah bernie sullivan's everybody that ever walked with me i always tell people you want to walk just call me i don't care if i'm my steps in or not let's get more but it's hard to talk to people that are unfit because they're afraid they don't want to have that conversation because they're in that shell of who they are, right, and I said, just start doing something, and I wish we had the ability to talk to those people more, yeah, and explain to them you'll feel better and you can do it, yeah, because they don't believe that they can
0: that's a part, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start this you know to to give the motivation the inspiring stories. To, to individuals, people that were just like us. You know, that that they had a I would say maybe a, a, a wall that they built that we just didn't want to come to grips with what was going on. You know, a year ago you're saying you saw photos now looking back and you're like, no way, that was me.
1: Right. It's, I said to somebody, I look like I should be in the Macy's Day parade. I looked like I was inflated. I thought I was gonna get
0: hunted in Africa by a you know? big game hunter. I mean I was the size of a rhino. And but no one no one ever and Maybe they, it's tough to say something. I ask people all the time, why didn't you say something to me? I didn't realize how big I was. I mean, I was, my story was, was 415 pounds, and, but I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. I didn't, there's some days I was like, "Ah, eh, you know, sh- shorts are getting a little tight. I was shopping at the big man store, and, and I would always make a joke about it, but that's how I dealt with it, is I made jokes, I made comedy of, my fatness, more or less, everything was always a rolling joke, but it was more or less to, to shelter my feelings, you know, it was to hide my feelings. And, you know, when I had my, I would say my moment of, I have to change what well, this is, I was in shock at that moment.
1: Yeah. And, and that happens to all of us, Yeah, right? You don't, and I've said this to you before, Kyle, I didn't see it when, when transformation was changing. and yeah. I was losing weight, I yeah. didn't see it. But I had friends that would meet me at the track to walk with me and right. would show up at Centennial Park, my sister, my friend Jamie, all these people that wanted to walk because they could see that something yeah. was different yeah. and they wanted to help me do better and do more because yeah. they knew it was important to me. And that's what I want to do for other people Yeah, is say to my friends, you want to go for a walk and talk, let's catch up. I can. Right, right. I've driven over and walked with Sarah at your yeah. house, I've met other friends. Oh you walked
0: with me for many of miles and uh, Tracy did... On March, March 8th, I did the Goggins Challenge, 4 by 4 by 48 It
1: was incredible.
0: It, and I did some modifications because I wasn't able to run it. And, you know, David Goggins allowed it. And I tried to follow to a T what, you know, his, uh, his parameters were for the modification portion. And it was four miles every fourth hour for 48 hours. And I believe you walked with me mile uh, the 6 a.m. on Saturday. It started at 10 p.m. on Friday. Uh, I did a bench press component with Joe. A buddy of mine, Joey, showed up, and he helped spot me for that, and then at 2 a.m., uh, Joe came back, and we walked three, three, little over three miles, about three and a quarter miles, and I had a rucksack on, a 30-pound ruck, and we got that done, and then at 6 a.m., it was you and Bernie, and, uh, my God, it was a, that was a long weekend, and Beth, was there at the six a.m. portion, and I walked again at five, at ten, and I walked again at two. And how many and, miles
1: did you do on that? I, I
0: did thirty-six, I think, thirty-five miles. I did uh, sixty. I, I, for about 10 I did sixty bench press reps where I increased the weight, and then I did one hundred and fifteen pull-ups, assisted pull-ups with the band, but I did ten by myself, one a minute for every uh, minute for the hour, and that was the same with the bench. But you came out with me, and and. That was probably towards the end of our second phase. Well, for me, it was the beginning of, end of my second phase. And that was probably coming towards the end of your first phase. And I mean, we were, we were still big and, and, but to get those types of miles in, in that type of period, you got with 12 miles in, you came out with me on the last walk, and I didn't even know my – up from down. I was, was making awesome. I was making those videos online, you know, trying to raise money for Special Olympics and giving status updates, and I couldn't even talk. I would look at it two days after. I'm thinking, it was like, it sounded like I was drunk, just stuttering, <laughs> and I didn't – slurring words, and my face is all tired. And But we got it done, and, and that was a big part of my getting it done is that there was a community with me that I'm not alone in this. You know, none of us are alone in this. We all deal with the same demon, but it may be dressed up differently, right? And we all have that moment of I've had enough and what am I going to do to fix it? And once you lit like that fire, right, it's like a, a beacon. It's like the bat signal. Everyone sees it. And you know who's on your team when, when they come up and they're ready to fight with you. And that was just a tremendous, that moment, those 48 hours, you know, you know who's on your team, and thank you for that. And and you were listening off your team of when you were walking, uh, and thank you to them for for going with you. You know, in those times because it's tough. There's days where you're like, screw it, I don't want to do this crap. You know, I'm tired. My knees hurt. My hips hurt. I'm hungry. Specifically, like that first month when you, you flip everything upside down, yeah. and then, then you get like sad because you're you have you're used to eating certain foods and now your body's withdrawing. You know, from those foods, and you listen to a Richard Marks song, you be like, get a little sad, get a little bit <laughs> clumped, but it's it's a journey and it's a process, and I'm I'm glad that you could, you know, that you accepted this invitation to come in and talk and, and give somebody that, you know, that that mo- motivation, that encouragement, you know, that inspiration of, there, you can do it right
1: well, and we're we're all in this together one way or the yeah. other yeah. whether it's um short term spotting somebody at the gym yeah. and helping them out or walking with them or talking with them right. or trying to encourage them or make them think differently you know i mean sharing a book with somebody and saying this works for me or hey this yeah. is a cool article or a great song that i work out to Yeah. whatever that little um extra step you take for somebody else might light their right. fire and you just don't know where they're at in their process right. either cuz who would have thought really Kyle? I mean, think of it 2 years ago i wish we had a picture of Those of us, you, me, Mike, Sarah, others. Right. Two years ago, a year ago. Yeah. Because we're different people. Yeah. We're not not just different weights. But we carry ourselves differently um, as individuals too. And I think we're younger than we were then.
0: I know I bought back some time. You know, I look at photos back then. of A good friend of mine told me, he goes, you've aged worse than four years than a sitting president in eight. I'm like, thanks, friend. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> and and that was, I mean, it, but that's the truth, though. When you're not, you know, it's, I use the analogy talking a lot about being a car. You see some of these cars at these shows, the old cars from the 50s and 60s. They always have the best oil, the best fuel. The belts are all healthy. The engine's healthy. The outside is healthy because everything else is healthy. But then what happens if you mistreat a car, same as a human, brakes, deteriorates, get some rust, right? Belts go bad. Engine goes bad. And it's the most perfect analogy is would you treat your 1960 Lamborghini if there's such a thing, right? The same as how you're treating yourself. Would you? Would you put McDonald's in your Lamborghini? Because you're a Lamborghini. There's only one of you. That's all you get. You know,
1: and who knows how many days we have? We hope we have lots, right? Uh, yeah. But make the best of what you Absolutely. have, and make it better. You know, it's like my mom would always say, you know, the jeans don't lie. Diet. Yeah. You yeah. get a pair of jeans, and you get a a, a smaller pair, and yeah. see if they work. Well, holy cow! In the last year and a half, I'm down four pairs of jeans. That's sizes, awesome. That's awesome. Know? And so I always thought, oh yeah, that's a great idea. I'm yeah. not sure I kind of roll yeah. my eyes here, but holy cow! Yeah. You know, so that's part of the transformation for us too. It's it's hard to accept the fact that. You're going to be shopping these other sizes. Right, right. It's a mental thing. Yeah. Um, But I'm proud of it. And you know what I want to to give you and Sarah another compliment, though, Kyle, too. Um, You guys are a great example to your children.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: teaching them how to work hard, how to achieve their goals, what to eat, to have fun, and that things are accountable, you both should be commended for that. Because I think that's real important. A lot of children these days aren't blessed with parents who can be that example because they haven't been through the same experience. So good job I, to keep it
0: up. Yeah, thank you for that. It's uh, it it's you want to practice what you preach. You don't want to be a hypocrite, right? There's two things that you'll never want to be: as a hypocrite and a liar, which sort of the same thing. And if we're if we're preaching to our kids who are in athletics or young and we're building a strong foundation with them, and our foundation is crap, you know what what type of example is that for them when they grow up? Of mom and dad told us to do one thing, but look at them. You know, that was a big thing for me is, is one of my many reasons why I needed to change. So I want to be an active dad. You know, I wanted to run around, you know, I I could do it for a little bit, but I felt it. I put a good, I put a good act on of, I was tired, you know, and, uh, I, I didn't want to be that, that parent, you know, and I hate to say this, you know, but kids are, kids are cruel, right? It's, but everyone remembers at a school event that one parent that was a little big and they were, um, you know, they were big and the kids would see that. I didn't want that. I didn't want my kid to have that, to have that parent. I wanted that my kid to have that your dad, like a wow, like he's in shape. He, how much could he lift? Not, is he going to break that chair? And that happened. Let me tell you that happened. That happened two years ago, a year ago, a year and a half ago. And it was horribly embarrassing. We were at the Andrew Variety Show. And uh, I don't know if you've been in the Andrew Auditorium. It's a beautiful auditorium, Andrew High School. Uh, it's, it's here in our town. And so I was with my daughter, and she's going to be going to that high school. And I walked in there, and I'm saying hi to everybody and, you know, doing doing my thing and shaking hands. And they're like, oh, we got two seats for you right up front. So it's your typical auditorium-style chair that folds up and then folds down, right? Beautiful cushion. I was 4 plus at that time. It had to be. And I always sat on chairs, folding chairs, like you would go to like an outdoor party uh, or any type of chair. And I'd always dip into it with caution because I was so big. And I knew I was big, but then I'd play it off. You know, I'd play football or I'd give some excuse. But I dipped into it and I sat. And the hinge on the left side broke down, and it broke, and I was mortified because it was an entire full auditorium, and I'm there with my little tiny petite cute daughter, and I literally looked like the one of those characters, those shaped characters from the children's books. I mean, it, it is what it is. I'll call for, and it was it was mortifying. It, it was it was just the saddest. I couldn't believe I broke a chair. Couldn't believe it. I sat down, and the hinge couldn't hold me. And so then I tried playing it off where I tried doing like a squat and acting like it wasn't broke, but it really was broke. But this, this shows like two hours. (laughs) I can't squat for two hours. It's insane. So I, I went up and I'm like, Hey, the chair I had was broke. You know, it's, it was broke. Is there, let me get another spot. It, It just, it was broke. And they were like, Oh, okay. And you know, they were very polite and cordial about it, but that was, that was horrifically embarrassing. And I did not want my kids ever to to have that parent to be that dad or that mom or that, you know, that significant other where they can't do things. That that was tough for me. That was a big, that was a big, uh, that was a big punch to the gut, you know, and I had a big gut and it was a big punch. And it, it definitely bothered me. It was one of many, many fires of why, you know, what more or less what motivated me to, I needed to make a change. You know that I can't be this guy but I didn't feel that way though until acts like that happened and I didn't feel 400 pounds because I was strong you know I was lifting but I definitely weighed that amount and there's no hide in that you know there's no hide in that at all so you know there's that that was one I don't even know how we got on that on that topic but that that was something where I wanted to be a motivation you're talking about the kids who gave a beautiful compliment um I, I want to be that motivation, and inspiration for my okay. children.
1: You're going to be continuing to be a wonderful father to your yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh, and thank you're you. Be an awesome I hope so. Grandpa someday down far well, down the road. Yeah. Let's let's but, make it through the tomorrow. Let's make it through this summer. <laughs> I mean, when, when you think about it, Cal, one of the things um, I think that we're both blessed with is not only do we yeah. have wonderful family, right, um, right? And our parents and our siblings and, um, our community members who are friends and family of ours, but we have the ability to get out and do things with them. Right. You know, so you're out there playing and coaching and being a referee and being active in the community with your kids and with others and things like that and getting healthier and happier along the way is just going to be part of the journey for both of us. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. You
1: know, I mean, for me, I like walking all the different trails. And I mean, I go down to Notre Dame for football games yeah. and whatnot, but I go down there just to walk around and light a candle, get my steps in in a different scene. Right. You know, a lot of my friends think that we spend a lot of time on treadmills getting our steps in. I'm like, I don't know when the last time I was on a treadmill getting steps in.
0: I couldn't even tell you the last time I was on a treadmill.
1: Right? I'm like, yeah, no, that's yeah. not what we do. Like, really?
0: I hate the treadmill. Everybody <laughs> it's does. Like, the it's treadmill. like detention. Yeah. It sounds horrible. You say treadmill and you think you're in trouble.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. Just, it's so it, getting out and being active with your kids, myself, with my um, wonderful niece and nephews and family yeah. members or whatever, yeah. that's what it's all about. And I've seen you do this too, Kyle. When we go walking somewhere, you don't take the shortest route anymore. Yeah. It used to be we would go the shortest point from A to B. Right. And now you might take the longer way to get a few more steps in or park further away and let other right. people have the closer spots and things like that. Um, just little strategies that make a difference. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Um, we have a walking path um, at the university where I work. We um, walk inside. So yeah. people don't even have to go outside and walk on the beautiful grounds if the weather doesn't allow. Yeah. You find a way. Right. You know, and you get your steps in every day. Yeah. Um, I wish I could walk more than I do. I went out um, in the South suburbs one day and walked for four hours. And so um, I... I forget how many crazy number of steps I had, but it was strategic. Every mile or so, I had another friend or family member's house that I knew. I didn't know they were home or not, but I knew I could stop there <laughs> for a bathroom break or a bottle of water or a break. Yeah. And I, as I got closer to the house, I just started texting people Go, going, Hey, dude, are you home? Yeah. like, sure. I'm like, do you have a cold bottle of water? You know, where one of the kids yeah. would come out. My nephew, Jake, came out and gave me a cup of water and it was Good for ice you. cold. And just trying to get out more and do things. Right. And enjoy the community we live in at the yeah, same time. Absolutely. You know, gyms are fun. They serve a purpose. Yeah. But um, they're a method to the madness a lot of the times, too. You know, that's not where we want to spend all our time. Right. We want to be with people doing things out and about as much as we yeah. can. Happy and healthy.
0: What we were, We've were we been taught that it's roughly, I would say, like 10% working out, right? It's 90% what you put in your body. And yeah. uh, you know that a, you track. And I mean, you that's track That's the it. big thing because a lot of
1: people, and you, t- you reminded me of this as did your brother, um... The scale doesn't lie. You need to weigh stuff. Right. Know? And you read the labels, and the labels are lies half the time. You take something out and you measure how many ounces or grams, right. it, depending on what it is on a scale, before you eat it. Yes. And that makes you accountable in ways that you can never imagine.
0: What was that word with an A? Accountable. Accountability. <laughs> That's the biggest thing with tracking is that it's – you're being accountable to yourself of what you just ingested, what you put into your body, and then you see it. You actually see the nutrients. Uh, we use MyFitnessPal. So right? do I. And, and that's, that's been the probably next to um, my text message and email app. That's the number three app because I'm constantly looking at that. Now, when we were with B3, when we were with uh, Coach Jill and B3 Fitness, you know the meals we would enter them all and but we had a good idea of what we were ingesting and based off of what was provided the plan the science behind it but now i'm in there in a maintenance period are you in a you're in a maintenance period
1: Yeah, it ends monday good okay yes, i'm going back to so i'll start phase three on my own schedule oh on yeah monday.
0: so mm-hmm. the maintenance period now being a bigger guy my maintenance calorie intake I have it right now. It's right around 3,000, 3,100. But 3,100 calories of real food. It's a full-time job to eat. It That's sucks. Hard to eat that much, isn't it? It sucks. Not only does it suck, but it sucks when you have to eat every six hours. Pretty much a full meal when we're on our cut phase. And then I log it. And so then I'm playing the game of uh, what I have left. Now, I do a very good job of, of making sure that all my meals are prepped. I know what I'm going to eat, I know, and I'm pretty much like Rain Man. I'm, I have the same thing at the same time. Uh, I've ate the same thing now, I think, for two weeks in a row for lunch. I have jasmine a cup, a cup of raw jasmine rice, which cooked is two cups, it's two servings, and eight ounces of chicken with some of the G. Hughes sugar-free barbecue sauce on there. And I make it, and I eat it, and Sarah's like, you're going to eat it again? I'm like, yeah, I like it. It works. You know, why Why break Why break something that isn't broken? Right. It's I enjoy it. It works best for me. I do the same with breakfast. I do the same with snacks. Dinner is something that's the variable. It's the curveball because Sarah does a beautiful job of usually cooking a, a, one of the great recipes that Jill provides. All right, with this being our first uh, social media broadcast, are you recording too? Let me see. Say something, Tracy. Say
1: something,
0: Tracy. Hmm, you're not recording. Hold on one minute. All right, try to say something.
1: Kyle Hastings is awesome.
0: You are recording. Look at that. All right, we're (laughs) going to start back up. Um, Yeah, this is our first podcast here, and I'm a one-man show, one-man band on. You're doing an awesome How this works. I've got my MacBook from, uh, oh, hell, I think I've had this since 2012, 2013 maybe, and uh, I bought some podcasting equipment, and... You know, the way this came about was I get asked a lot about this. You inspire me or maybe not asked. I get asked after people say, well, what you're doing is inspiring. I get the messages on Instagram all the time. I'm very transparent with what's going on. And some sometimes it's social media is seen as bragging. Uh, I'm doing it because I hopefully I can help one person. That's why I'm doing it. I don't need to brag. I'm very fortunate in my life. I've got, you know, I'm very lucky. And I don't need to brag. But what I can do and what I have the ability to do is to help other people and hopefully inspire them. That's where this entspray came from. Uh Entspirit, so we'll get into that. I'll tell you how that started. About say about ten years ago, I was completely disgusted with the news. Just like pretty much everybody is at one point or another. It's always violence and there's nothing ever good on the news. The news patterns on every newscast from small market to large market is We're going to report the first segment. It's pretty much violence. Violence, political corruption, um, any type of crime. That's the first segment. All bad news. Bad news. Second segment after that will be just a little bit less bad news. It'll be reporting on, there were six car burglaries. There was this. Not like horrifically violent bad news, but it's still bad news. And then it's like, oh, by the way, let's talk about weather. And then you have the poor sports anchor comes in and talks about sports.
1: You the, live in Chicago, so anything's possible. <laughs>
0: yeah, with, with everything. And then you have the last story. was always like this feel-good story. Well, it's like, oh, by the way, we, we just kicked you in the gut for the last 20 minutes of bad news. We gave you weather. Sort of depressing, too. And depending on what city you live in, your sports teams stink. So that also is bad news. Then they hit you with the feel-good of, oh, the... Uh, girl scout troop ABCD just sold 17 cookies and they raised money for their garden why don't you have that as the first story instead of all this crap that we constantly hear drives me up a wall so I came up with this idea called nspray and this was 10 years ago I mean think about how technology was 10 years ago there was no such thing as podcasts or you know social media was just I would say maybe in the infancy stages of where it was um 10 years ago it's what, 2006. So yeah, it was like your forest and toddler years. The the young younger years of social media. So I made up a blog, a website, and it was called Enspire. It was news that can encourage, inspire and motivate. So I brought my cousin. I'm like Dale, he, he's like my brother. I've known him my, I've known him longer than I've known Mike because he's the same age as I am. He's like 2 months younger than I am. And I reached out to him like, "Hey, w- what do you think about this?" Now, I don't know if you've ever met Dale. But Dale has his heart is as golden as the Dome in Notre Dame. And he's my kind of guy. He, he's and he's a Notre Dame fan. Was it through and through? And that's what Rudy said. And but he, his heart is truly in it to help others, no matter what he does. He's a fireman. He's a paramedic. That's his career. He he's like the PTO president, I think, maybe. When was the last time you heard of a dad being the PTO president? <laughs> you, you haven't, but that's where his heart is. So I brought it up to him. I said, hey, what do you think about doing this with me, helping me out? Maybe it'll take now
1: off. What technology was available to do that? Back I bought a
0: MacBook, day? I think. I bought this MacBook to build, and I learned how to do a website, how to put together a basic website. And I threw it out there on Twitter, I think, and I put it on Craigslist looking for people that would want to share inspirational stories. And I say inspirational stories, right? E-N, inspire, the encourage, inspire, motivate, inspirate. So inspirational stories. So the first couple stories we got, we would write them out, and my grammar is probably D minus, not quite failing, but it's horrible, and we would write up these stories after interviewing people, and we had some good stuff at first, some good motivational stories, but then some of the stuff that people were submitting were, <laughs> I thought it was like for the onion, or <laughs> you know, it's like a parody page, but people took time in writing it, and it was very sad. I couldn't. I couldn't do, that. you just made a face, which is funny, but I couldn't, I couldn't move forward with some of these stories. They were just like, oh, so it died out like six months later, It just lost fizzle. And over the last year, I'd say over the last six months, since I started making some big changes, people would send random messages, one-offs that I've, I never talked to besides giving them a thumbs up or a heart on Instagram. You know, that they send me a message, what you're doing is inspiring me. People I haven't talked to in years, but we have a social media connection. And I was like, well, thank you. i meant a lot. And I would hear that all the time. I'm like, trying to figure out a platform of where I could connect with people and share the stories with them. Because there's only so much you could type on a social media post, right? There's You get writer's block. People don't want to read. Uh, but they do have time in the cars. They listen. They, they have their ear pods in all the time or AirPods or whatever they're calling them nowadays. They're listening to things. So I've been mulling over putting together a, an outlet to talk to people and, and give them inspiration. You know, give them encouragement, give them motivation. And then Inspirate came back. Why don't I redo this? Make it into a podcast because that's what that's the medium of today of people listening to podcasts from the true crimes to the podcast I listen to, that's how I found my outlet. That's how I found my it was my fire. how I learned about my motivator um was through a podcast and what a better way to pay it forward and then just to start my own. This is a hobby. I bought a couple of microphones some some cool looking stands to make us look official. You know I got two big uh headphones if you want to listen to the headphones, but for the first podcast, I'm thinking I like this this method a little bit better because I don't awesome. like hearing my voice, you know, through the uh, through the headphone. But this is a way to pay it back, pay it forward. Well,
1: and I think that's what it's about for people like us, um, who show up. Yeah. people that are always there, whether you need them or not, right, whether you right. want them to or not. In many cases, yeah. our friends and family know that too. Um, but we show up, and we want to help other people. We want them. to to do what's best for them. Right. Not to mimic what you've done or what I've done. Yeah. But through this process, what I've learned is you learn a little bit of something from every person you interact with, yes. with everything that you read, but you also have to fact check Yeah. and make sure that you know what you're yeah. doing. And having consistency and people who you could count on to answer your questions right. was the biggest blessing in all this. For me to be able to ask questions that would be ridiculous. Right. And go, I just don't know the answer to it. Yeah. And have... You or Mike or Jill or Sarah, somebody say, "Oh yeah, I had the same question. Here's the answer." Yeah, you know, because that's part of the battle too. If you don't get the right information, you're not going to succeed, right? You know, to make to have your time management. I mean, what time in the morning do you wake up, Kyle?
0: Uh, four. Well, Where actually, sometimes I'm up. I. But again, it's my OCD. So, I ha- but I have to get it done because time is the most valuable commodity that we have. Period.
1: Get it started, get it done, yeah. and make yourself accountable to do it. Now, I'm not quite that early of a riser, but I'm up by five in doing things, whether it's related to work or the workout. I have my day planned, and I know what can I do, when can I do it. But then we get thrown a curveball. Well, that doesn't mean you throw your hands up in the air and walk away from right, it. Right, right. That means you adjust, you pivot. Yeah. You know, like the Friends the friends episode, pivot, pivot, pivot. Do you remember that?
0: I never watch Friends. Really? No, I, I'm a Friends guy.
1: I can't believe that.
0: I, okay. how realistic that you have five people that never leave a couch. <laughs> do they even work and people, but yeah, people are glued to it. Yeah. I mean, how awkward you know, I, it be that you hang around with five people and everyone been
1: in, in their other shows like you too. Oh, I think too show. happy people. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Would you sit down and watch happy people interacting that are just friends? Absolutely. You, but would you need to do that when you are fortunate enough to have those friends and family in real life? Exactly. On your couch when the TV's turned off?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just, I didn't care for friends. Those were creepy.
1: Yeah. I I liked it. It was fun.
0: Sarah likes it too. And she makes fun of me for not liking it.
1: But that's (laughs) the pivot comment comes from. So, but you have to change and adjust. Yeah. I mean, you travel with business. Yeah. And you find a way to continue your plan. Yes. Working out, eating right, making sure that you've done what you need to do to get the job done. Right. Right. That's accountability. But that doesn't happen unless you have a plan. Yeah. And you know how you're going to execute it. You just don't wake up one morning and go, eh, I think this is what I'm going to do today. No. that doesn't work. And that's what I had done for years. I'm like, right. oh, maybe today I'll go over to Lifetime. Right. Oh, maybe today I'll go over and swim. Oh, maybe today I'll go for a walk and catch yeah. up with somebody. And people don't realize how far we want to walk. Yeah, oh, yeah I'll go for a walk with you, and 15 minutes later they're done. And you're like, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so being accountable for, for me, the success in doing what we've done is because we have a plan We know what we need to do to execute it. And when we make mistakes, we own it, we fix it, and we continue on. Yes. You don't just stop. Right. You might have a day off.
0: There are no Band-Aids in life. There's no Band-Aids in fixing yourself because Band-Aids get pulled off, right? And it's still there. Nothing's healed. You're just masking it for the time being.
1: And a lot of protein along the way. Yeah. Speaking of that, (laughs) I got a
0: gift for you.
1: I like gifts. Gifts are cool, but you didn't have to do anything. I'm just it's not a gift. It's for Ooh. my
0: refrigerator. Awesome. So these little drinks that we have here, I got in front of me. It's a Premier Protein. Uh, cheers. Yeah, cheers. So Tracy was always a sweetheart and always surprised us every now and then with a case of Premier Proteins. Thirty grams of protein. I'm not sponsored by anything because this is brand new. And but premier protein little shakes got them at costco i would always get a little nice text from tracy sarah would get one saying hey costco's got these on sale for 16.99 or whatever the, the you know 1678 because they always their their uh sale prices are always weird numbers
1: well and these are my favorite ones that you brought because these are the ones that have a cup of coffee built into them mm-hmm. so this is my favorite flavor thank you kyle
0: you're welcome. I think I, I
1: even found some on Prime Day. I found some yes, new deals. Yes, on- you sent
0: me that. We were in Florida, though, spending more
1: money. Oh, but you had a lovely trip.
0: It was it was beautiful, <laughs> and <laughs> and so th- these were like some of the milestone moments. I couldn't tell you the last time I felt comfortable at the beach with my shirt off. It sounds it sounds really weird, and but I felt confident. Not only that, but the last time I was able to ride a roller coaster was in 2003. When I first met Sarah, we went to Great America, and I couldn't fit on the uh, Batman ride. It was the most embarrassing moment, and I was in good shape then. I mean, I was right out of playing football in college. I was strong, uh, but I was getting a little thick and a little chunky. We went to Universal Studios uh, Island of Adventure, and I was able to sit on a roller coaster. I was just horrified waiting in line with my little guy, my son Kyle, and... I, that bar came and they pushed it down and they moved to the next one. I'm like, wait a second. I like waved at. Him. I'm like, it fits. They're like, oh yeah, it fits fine. There's no worries. How I'm like, awesome can you, is I'm that? like, could you push it down a little bit more because it was a little loose. <laughs> and I was, it was such a milestone moment. Have you ever seen the movie My Life with Michael Keaton? I don't think so. There's a It's a very depressing sad movie, but it's but there's a scene in there that where he rides a roller coaster for the first time, and because he's been terrified of roller coasters and he's on there and he's next to a little kid and the look of joy and excitement of being able to ride a roller coaster that's how i was at island of adventure cuz i could fit into it but so what were what were your milestones what were some of the wow's like man when was the last time i done this or or some of like the victories the 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 victories that you felt in your heart not on paper or on a scale your victories were it was you celebrating. No one else knew you were celebrating besides you.
1: you know, I mean, And when it comes to that, Kyle, honestly, every day is a victory. We have to we have to focus on what we're able to accomplish every single day. And so I don't know that there's one ooh-ah moment for me. Um, but, I mean, literally walking all around Orland, walking to my parents' house and hanging yeah. out with them on the yeah. patio and walking the dog and doing those things are things that I never had the time. I never made the time to do before. You know? Um, you know you
0: the, have little ones. You've, you've got to what what so what was a moment during this process where where you were like, my god, I just did this and it wasn't a goal that you set but it was something that really opened your eyes and you felt that that rush of warmth that good like you got a hug from the biggest spirit that you can imagine
1: you know the the one of the things that happens um periodically now is that people don't recognize me mm-hmm. and that that kind of always makes me laugh but it makes me realize that I didn't recognize myself, if that makes sense. Um, so I've changed a lot, but they don't know me. They like hear my voice. And they know I'm coming, but they don't see me the same. And that always kind of throws me off. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what that's all about, but it's, um, it's kind of weird, uh, to be honest. But I don't know that there is any one victory for me. I, I'm having trouble answering that question. Yeah. I'll have to think about that and get back to you maybe. It's, How about it's,
0: clothes shopping?
1: Honestly, I haven't done a lot of it. I mean, I I bought the bare bone minimum because I know we're going to keep changing, <laughs> yeah, right? right. <laughs> you know, so you buy one pair of yeah. jeans or yeah. something. But yeah. I mean, everything changes. You know, your, your feet aren't as white as they were, so your socks and shoes don't fit yeah. the same anymore. Yes. You know, of course, your undergarments, let's just say, press yeah. don't fit the same anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, jeans and clothes and workout clothes. You know, when I worked out before, I always would have a T-shirt right. on, you know, right. a big bulky kind of T-shirt, yeah. something comfortable. And now I have a workout bra on a tank and yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It works. So those little victories make a difference. Um, I'm hoping that as people keep getting out more and more in our community and we have some big events that, you know, maybe looking forward to New Year's Eve and actually doing something, getting all dressed up because I haven't yeah. done that in years. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of stuff that'll be different.
0: Right. I just haven't done it yet. That's awesome. You've got phase three coming up. What are you looking for in your next phase? And w- when I say phase three, I, I've done my phases. I, I again, I throw them on the Instagram. And uh, a phase is a period. I'm, I'm going to assume it's pretty much similar to to what your phases are. Uh, a period of transformation where you have a specific goal in mind, a a start and an end of what you want to accomplish in this phase. I'm on phase four. I'm in a maintenance phase, but I've also changed my workout routine completely to more of a hit training. Uh, a lot of strength, uh, power type movements, but a lot more conditioning as well. That's my phase four. What is your phase coming up? What, what would that be?
1: So for me with, with phase three, um, I'm going to do three days of cardio and three days of weights. But the the weights will be different because instead of trying to bulk up and get strong, right, muscular, if you will, yeah. And as, you know, I'm, I'm flexing my arms. I know you can't see that. Oh, there's muscle in there. <laughs> there see, I a, can see it. Oh, thanks. You have a thanks. bicep right <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, kind of in there somewhere. Stop. <laughs> um, but what I really want to do is to make sure that my legs remain strong. That's my yeah. goal. So it's going to be a lower body focus for me because yeah. that's where my weaknesses are, and I know that. As I use different weights and machines, my upper body will be strong and stretched out. I'm not going to not do that. But really, my focus is going to be on making sure that my my quads, my hamstrings, my knees, everything are strong. Because the bionic knee I have is 15 years old, and it's like brand new, and I'd like to keep it that way. Yeah. And so, for me, that's the focus. So, I can be as mobile as possible for years and years to come and lose more body fat. Yeah. Yeah. but that's just through activity and what I eat. So the, right. the time in the gym will really be focusing on low, lower body. And awesome. I want to do more on the Peloton. I, yeah. I started out with that by coincidence because of Bernie's influence. And I really didn't think I would stick with it at first. But it's addictive. It's this great community where people are challenging yeah. each other. And they have fabulous music. So the music does it for you? It's great. I mean the Bon Jovi ride is awesome. Bon you know, there's a Depeche mode where the Bon Jovi's hard. Don't think that So is it
0: like genreed music like you can you, listen to you
1: can choose that or they have different instructors that have different personalities? Um, but you pick what time. So I started out just doing like a fifteen minute class. Right. Well, now in our class is no problem at all. And I started out telling our, our friend Jacqueline once upon a time, I said, Oh yeah, I don't plan on really getting out of the yeah. seat. I'll never be able to yeah. do that. That was the like saddle months later. It's I was, called, isn't
0: it called the saddle? I
1: was out of the saddle and I'm yeah. up, you know, and doing stuff to keep myself moving and sweating nonstop. Yeah. yeah. And so having fun music that you can sing along to keeps you moving even longer. And so there are a couple of days where I'm going to do twice a day mm-hmm. where I'll do a shorter class in the morning and a longer class in the evening yeah. just because that works better for my calendar.
0: Awesome. Because now
1: we're getting back into the workforce, you know, getting back into the office, where when I was home, I had a little bit more flexibility with what I was doing. Right. Now we have the commute and longer commitments for work and even... Are you nervous about that? Um, Because
0: you've had a a COVID routine that you've been following and you've had uh, more or less a, say maybe not as a, a rigid schedule. You made it. Now we're getting back into the American style of working as you work till you drop type mentality. Are you nervous about now having uh, uncontrollables thrown at you where you were in control of your environment before?
1: I'm not sure that I'm not worried about it, but I'm aware of it. And so where I wake up in the morning, it used to be the first thing I do is get ready, get set, get out the door and get to work and get the day started. Right. And I'm not doing that. I'm slowing down to make sure that I've got what I need and I've got the food, and if I've got the walk-in or at least started for the day or whatever, I've done all that before I get in the car. Right. Because if you get those other things thrown out you throughout the day, your yeah. evening might change, no yeah. fault of your own. yeah And so um, I'm trying to control it as best I can, um, and I'll make adjustments if I have to. The yeah. hardest part for me is if I get home too late in the winter and it gets dark, and I still have to get my steps in, then I'm going to have to go to that treadmill. Why? And, because I don't walk outside by myself. At okay,
0: no. safety.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's smart. You know. um, so You're not like a
0: knucklehead walking by yourself at 2 a.m. in the morning throughout a community. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we live in like Beirut or yeah. no or Turku, Iraq. A lot of coyotes around. <laughs> yeah, you know? I well, there was one time I was walking and a friend I, she came out, completely surprised me, and it was such a nice. I mean, it was, it was such a nice time. It was at 10 o'clock or 2 a.m. No, it was at 10, 10 p.m. on that the 48 challenge on the Goggins challenge. The coyotes were howling. Oh, coyotes are cowardly animals, they they won't come towards you. Are you but sure? I'm positive these things weren't coming at us at all. And uh, she Kelly was like, Oh my god, listen, they were screaming, and I was recording it. I thought it was great, <laughs> and but it was uh. Yeah, there's coyotes. <laughs> there's definitely that, but we live. We do live in a good area, and that's a big thing too. Is making sure you're safe and secure when you're when you're working out. You know, making sure your environment is secure, and don't do anything if you got that gut feeling of maybe something isn't right. It's not right, so don't do it, and well, that, that's smart.
1: Well, and I I listen to a lot of music when I'm walking, and you know, podcasts and things yeah. like that at times yeah. too, but. It's it's the music that gets me going yeah. and keeps me moving. Right. So as I'm out and about, I get distracted because I'm yeah. listening to the music. And you really have to pay attention if you're out on the streets wandering around. Yeah. You know. Um. So doing that after dark might be a little more dangerous yeah. for me. But like I said, I know exactly how many steps it takes to get to Dunkin' Donuts or to walk from my house to your house and right. re- what a round trip would yeah. be and walking throughout the family. And I walked up to Lowe's one day to yeah. pick up duct tape or something and walked all the way home just to get the steps in. Right. And know that I was still doing what I needed to do throughout the day. It's, yeah. It's just not an extra burden anymore. It right. used to be. It was hard. When we we're when I was doing twelve to 15,000 steps a day yeah. on a track, that was hard because you're walking in a circle. Right. You know? I mean, that's no fun. There's nothing new. It's now the that same. We, now that we can be outside and the weather, for the most part, is convenient for that, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. To me. Because um, I, I don't like the treadmill. No fun. No, it's not. You know, well, good. I, you know, what, Kyle, I can't thank you enough for including me um, to be on your first podcast. I hope it yeah. has gone okay. It's just one of those things that we do. And if anybody has any questions or you're local in the area and you want to do a walk and talk, you always know how to find me. I'd be glad to talk to anybody about what I've been through if they're interested in that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's really just my story. That's why to me, I have a hard time answering some of your questions because it's it's just me.
0: It's just you. It, it's me. But your story is inspiring. It's it's motivational. You know, it, it lights a fire, gives people encouragement. and That's why I wanted to get you on because you have a very busy life. There are many, many people that we know that are around us that we don't know that have parallel lives to what I you could have,
1: do. I could have had every excuse in the book not to do this. And what Easy. would be
0: an excuse not to do I it? I
1: work 60 hours a week. I go to and from the state capitol on a regular basis. I'm in the car too often. I don't have time to cut up veggies and fruit and all that yeah. stuff. I don't go shopping. I shop at Costco, the land of big where everything healthy or not is big. Right. And you don't want to waste that because you're paid for it. Right. Yeah. I could think of every excuse in the book not to have done this. But the reason that I did it is because I want my quality of life to be as good as it can yeah. be that I can control every day. I'm blessed to be on this earth because then and only then can we really serve our communities and help others. And that's what I want to do. I want to make a difference in the life of other people. So whether... It's interacting with friends or at work or through church or serving, you know, around the community, making other people's lives better. That's what yeah. it's all about. And if you're not healthy, it's hard to do that.
0: Right. The golden rule,
1: you know, treat
0: others the way you want to be treated, give yeah. them an opportunity.
1: You know, so that that's who I am and what I've done. And um, I'm proud of both of our efforts. Yeah. Um, but there have been some really tough days. And again, um. Those of you, yourself, Sarah, Mike, others that have been going through the same times, we have highs and we have lows. Yeah, it's not all perfect. Do. It's never going to be perfect, but just don't quit. Right. And if you think you're going to quit, you call somebody that's going to tell you, you can't. Yeah. No, that's not an option. Right. Because you might just be having a bad day.
0: It's almost that, and what we've been doing is very similar to a, like a 12-step program, you know, like for addiction, that you need a support group because basically I was addicted to food. I was addicted to feeling, you know, to the taste, I would say. Uh, that was my vice, and I didn't have an off switch. And, you know, there's many reasons why I didn't. But we had a support group. You have your, your phone of friends where it's like, oh, I don't feel like doing this today. I feel like crap. Or I'm so tired. I didn't meal prep. I was lazy. What it comes down to is it all comes back to you. There's no other excuses except for for you, your choice, and it's either you're gonna make a choice or you're not. Uh, Goggins' mentality, right? This is my this is my follower. I'm like, I'm, whatever he says is golden. Is that you have to battle that inner demon. You've got to make the inner demon your bitch, and that inner demon is comfort. That inner demon is laying in bed, feeling warm, secure cozy
1: how many times when we go to celebrate it was all around food it's always around food you know food
0: and drinks right
1: yummy yummy sugar coated stuff yeah and lots of drinks and one little veggie tray over there in the corner yeah that's how it used to be yeah not anymore but you're absolutely right you have to get out of your own head and control that monkey brain yeah and that's what um, my friend michael mcdermott and his friends really made me think about because so through COVID he's done an online show um, right with his music yeah and his, his wife, Heather, who lives here also. Um, but they talk about all that stuff and they talk about everything from who you are, what you're trying to do, how to make the world a better place, yeah. you know, treat every day as, as it's a new day and start fresh. And that's really what we've done. Right. So to, Go through the the plan and to have friends like you and to hear it through philosophies and Michael's music and things like yeah. that just was the perfect opportunity for me when I was home alone in my condo in the South yeah. suburbs to make a difference in my own life and hope right. that it would work and it did. Yeah, so far so good, Knock on wood.
0: Everybody likes winning, right? You know, everybody likes that winning feeling, and, and when you, when your first decisions of the day have been wins and not losses, that's it. That's that's the best feeling in the world.
1: Well, and we're competitive people. We were athletes. Yeah. Or we are athletes maybe. Dormant.
0: Dormant (laughs) (laughs) athletes.
1: But but you know what it takes to get stuff done. Right. You know, you might not always like to be coached. I didn't always like being coached. Yeah. Through this process and being told what to do. I I like no. (laughs) Yeah. But you had to understand the why. Right. And the how. You know what your successes and your failures were so you can make the changes going forward and be strategic. So that's really Um, important for people. It's not a diet. It's the way you live your life. You have to have a plan. You have to make time for it. You have to be accountable for it. Yeah. And you have to be willing to do it. Otherwise, it's just going to be another attempt that you're going to wish you would have done differently. Right. You know, and I I really wish we had a picture together a year ago. Maybe we should take one today and we can take another one in a year and just keep doing that because we aren't taking as many photos these days. Right. Um, But just to remember... I Where think we at? might have
0: a photo of an event.
1: I think we were at a St. Patrick's Day party. Yeah. And um, I don't even recognize those two people that were in that I photo.
0: I think you sent that out, Did, maybe about a, two months ago. Yeah. All right, we'll so put that. Was, that, up.
1: that was a couple of years ago. Um, I may have cropped your dad out of that picture. Might have been well, better. Have might have been if better you crop him out of it. Out of it. Uh, see if senior was in there, but you know, it it is interesting to yeah. see, like the clothes that I used to wear. Yeah. Like. Eh, they all went to Goodwill. Somebody'll use them, or give it, give them to the shelter, or somebody that would use them. Because I'm never going to wear them again.
0: Right. You don't and want to keep them.
1: Well, that's the thing. I used to keep and go, oh, well, you know, just just in case. In case. I'm like, Get rid of this. No, oh, there's no just in cases. The, the, the penalty is if you have to go buy something, it's because you need a smaller size right. or something that fits you better. Yes. Um. But I really didn't buy too many clothes until just recently. Yeah. I said, we'll see how it goes. We well, you got to start buying
0: new work clothes because you got to go to work again with the offices opening back up.
1: I know, right? And so you go to put on a suit or something. I think yeah. you have the same experience. I about. don't
0: own any more suits. All my suits are, I literally, they fall off of me. They came in, I'm, I mean, I'm beyond, I could probably fit into a leg. and I've held on to them because I paid thousands of dollars for them and I want to give them, give them to somebody, give them to a big guy and I, that's, I want to do that, but they're they're gigantic. And I got to buy new suits eventually.
1: Well, and it, it's just fun to try on clothes in some cases, but it didn't used to be.
0: No. Oh, it was know, horrifically it, depressing. It, it
1: was embarrassing, and you had your go-to clothes that you would wear all the time, yes. all the time, and they'd be in all the pictures. Yeah,
0: and you know when you can wear jeans like the, after the third wear because they're stretched in. They're stretched out, not <laughs> stretched <laughs> in. You can fit in them because they're stretched out. Well, we're we're coming up on an hour, and... Literally, this hour just went by very it quick. quickly. It was fun. Very, very quickly. And so we're going to talk again at a a, a later date. And you start your, your new phase coming up.
1: Phase three on Monday. Phase
0: three on Monday. And we're going to talk at the end of phase three in and, and 12 weeks of one. Are, is it 12 weeks for yep, phase? 12 weeks. So we're talking in 12 weeks. We're going to take good. our 12-week photo right now when we wrap this up. But thank you. I, I, I really appreciate you coming and doing this.
1: Well, thank you, not only from me, but from anybody else that's listening, because you know that you inspire me, you inspire other people. And it's not just about the weight loss, it's the incredible person you are, and yeah. the things that you do. This is yeah. just one example. Well, so keep thank up you. The good work.
0: Just trying, pay it forward, right? That's all we do. I want to make sure I get enough uh, notches where I go see the big guy at the end of the race, and he's like, "You can come right into heaven." That's the name of the goal right the fast now. Fast pass. And so I'm, yeah, the fast pass, and I can fit on the roller coaster. So that's even the bigger thing. Well, thank you, keep Tracy. Up the good work, You're awesome, and we'll talk to you in twelve weeks. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you. Wow. Well, that was the first one. We had a couple of technical glitches, you know, we made the best out of it, but we always have a day one, no matter if you're training or dieting or trying to change your life, there's always a day one, and that was our first podcast, our day one of the Inspirate podcast. Thank you so much for listening, we'll hope you guys share this on social media, share this with your friends, the Inspirate podcast, Enspray, E-N-S-P-I-R-A-T-E, it's on the Instagram and on the Facebook. We'll see you guys next time with our second episode.